0: Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, which was our Epiphany Sunday, day in which we think of the worship of the infant Jesus by the wise men. Our reading is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 2, a reading which you can see how it looks ahead to the worship of the wise men. Isaiah writes, A shine for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. My dear friends in Christ, This reading does get us to think about the wise men coming to worship the infant Jesus. Again, think of Isaiah's words here. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Since I said that this reading gets us to think about the wise men, when Isaiah here says, your light has come, that may get us to think about the star that appeared and guided the wise men to where the infant Jesus was to lead them to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem. But but actually, when it says, the light shining here, that light shining here actually is Jesus himself. It is the gospel. It's everything that Jesus has done to save us from our sins. He is, as it says here, the glory of the Lord that, shine, that rises upon you. And now when it talks here about the darkness that covers the earth and the thick darkness that is over the peoples, Well, that's the sin and unbelief that would try to separate us, that does separate us from God. But here it says, the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. That's Jesus coming into the world to be our Savior. Isaiah's words, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Those words really are a wake-up call for us as believing children of God. It's a call for us to, to get going and to serve the Lord and to be thrilled because the brilliant brightness of the glory of the Lord, that's shined upon us, filling us with a spiritual light. But then Isaiah continues. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. Apart from God, the natural condition of our world is, as it says, spiritual darkness. The natural condition of sinful human beings is darkness and Without God in our lives, we're stuck in that darkness. And it's no wonder there's so much gloom and doom and despair in our world. Without God in our lives, the fact of the matter is, is that all we could do is wander around in spiritual darkness from which we could never find a way out. And without God in our lives, we'd just be headed straight toward eternal punishment. And and even as believers, because we still have a sinful nature and because Satan is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for whom he could devour, we're always being lured back into that spiritual darkness. Again, there's no wonder that there's so much gloom and doom and despair in our world. Isaiah says, But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Into our lost, helpless state, the Lord and his glory is a gleaming, glowing light, like that of the star which guided the wise men from the east to Bethlehem, well, to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem and to the Savior to worship the infant Jesus. And now, as we think about that, that glowing, gleaming light of the gospel, as Jesus lived his perfect life and he died his innocent, perfect death for us, what he did is he displayed the fact that he is the light of the world he removes the problem of spiritual darkness caused by our sins when he paid for the sins of the whole world and one eternal salvation for us oh as I think about this darkness and light it kind of reminds me as a child watching different cartoons in which you'd have one character who kept complaining that he couldn't see and he was stumbling all over the place and finally another character just told him to open up his eyes which solved the problem and that situation it sounds kind of foolish but it's really similar to the spiritual blindness or darkness that we're in without christ since Christ has died for our sins. The spiritual lights have been turned on for everyone. Jesus paid for the sins of the whole world. However, even though those lights are on, what unbelief does is it keeps our eyes closed as we continue to stagger around in spiritual darkness. And it's only when the Holy Spirit calls us to faith, or it's only then that our spiritual eyes are opened by the Holy Spirit. We can't open them on our own so that we can see the light, so that we can see Jesus, so we can see the gospel, so we can see everything that he's done for us. Without faith, we're too foolish. We're just not smart enough to open our eyes and see the gospel which is jesus the savior even though it's shining brightly upon us we would continue to stumble around in spiritual blindness or darkness but with faith with the holy spirit that changes everything then jesus is the guiding light in our lives And there really can be no question where our lives are being led with Jesus guiding us. He's guiding us straight to heaven just as that star guided the wise men ultimately to Jesus the Savior. To the very house where Mary and Joseph and Jesus were dwelling after they had been at the barn in Bethlehem. Thank God, your light Has come and the Holy Spirit has enabled you to see Jesus and to see the gospel and to see everything that Jesus has done to pay for your sins and to help and to guide you through this life and to be with Him forever. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for shining into the darkness of this sinful world so we can see the brightness of your light, so we can see you, our Savior. We pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.